Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The wellness breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the wellness guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the country place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. The Real Food Real is a fresh and educational podcast dedicated to your health. We get real on current research, debunk food myths, and educate you on how to just eat real food. Your host, Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist, is one of Australia's leading sports nutritionists, passionate about simplifying nutrition and addicted to coconut lattes, smoothies, and sweet potato. If you love the show, then please leave us a review on iTunes. Share the real food real with your friends and continue to spread the real food love. Hi team and welcome back to The Real Food Real. Today on the show, we are joined by Rod Taylor from Low Carb Down Under. Rod and I are going to discuss all things low carb and his journey in the low carb space. Hi Rod and thanks for your time today. Hi Steph, great to be talking to you and uh, your followers. Yeah, really good to have you on the show. We have a quite a big low-carb audience, so I really wanted to introduce them to Low Carb Down Under, and that's our focus for today's show. But to set the scene, could you give us a little bit of your background information, what you've been doing, and, and then how you landed at Low Carb Down Under? Yeah, great. Um, well, look, I work as an anaesthetist in Melbourne um, and have done for a long time, been in practice about 30 years. Uh, about six or seven years ago, I read a book called Sweet Poison by David Gillespie. Um, uh, he's a Brisbane lawyer out of interest. And, uh, and that was the first time that I got the hint that, wait a minute, maybe sugar's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, read the book, rang him up, when he was coming down to Melbourne, organised some lectures for him, and I went low sugar, and I immediately dropped from an overweight situation down into the healthy BMI range. I dropped about eight or nine kilos, just cutting out sugar. This was, uh, you know, this was amazing, and uh, so I got right into it. I thought this is, you know, there's a lot in this. I actually did a research project at Epworth Hospital and recruited 158 staff members to a sugar reduction strategy. Uh, It wasn't a perfect study, 
But essentially, over a three-month period, uh, the people followed up, lost about three or four kilos. And there were some remarkable weight losses in people just cutting sugar, like nine kilos. In uh, So, uh, yeah, um, so that got me into it. In, this got written up um, in the papers, uh, got a few things on page three of the Sunday Age, and, uh, and that started to get tweeted about and uh, were blogged about. And uh, I followed this up and found that while there wasn't a very big low-sugar community, there was a really big low-carb community. Until this time, I hadn't really appreciated that not only is sugar a problem, but refined carbs are a problem, uh, but for a lot of people. Not everybody. There are some people can tolerate a certain amount of carbs, but uh, most people um, really to reach optimum weight and uh, optimum health really need to be lower on their carbs than they currently are. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I mean, I guess that that immediately – so I discovered this community. Uh, the one I discovered – the first one I discovered was Jimmy Moore, and Jimmy Moore has the Living La Vida low-carb show. It's a collection of podcasts. He's been doing it for at least 10 years, and it's a wonderful collection of all the people um, in the area, like, uh, you know, doctors and scientists and nutritionists and, uh, you know, lots of lay people and authors who have a take on low carb. I highly recommend it. Uh, mind you, there's a fair bit of listening in there with now something like 1,400 podcasts, mm. but... Um, I've been, you know, reasonably selective. But some of those podcasts I would have listened to about five times, uh, the really great speakers on this. So I guess that's really where I got my education. Fairly early on, I thought, oh, I've got to, you know, I've got to find out more about this. Jimmy was running a low-carb cruise in the Caribbean. This is 2012. And uh not knowing all that much, I went on the low-carb cruise and hanging out for a week with uh, the people who went there, would have been a couple of hundred, was eye-opening and I started to find out a little bit more about the finer points of um, eating eating in this manner. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was my introduction to, uh, to getting into low-carb. Yeah, fascinating. So it's really good that you got to experience the – the health benefits firsthand um, and we have had Jimmy on the show before. All our listeners, I'm sure, are very familiar with him and the amazing work that he's doing in the space. So I guess from that continuation, tell us more about why you started Low Carb Done Under and exactly what that is for our listeners who aren't familiar with it. Right, lowcarbdownunder.com.au. Uh, it's a website and it's a we're a group of people that connect everybody in the field. So when I was on the cruise, I met a Queensland guy called Jamie Hayes, who has um, a whole lot of health uh, franchises called Healthy Inspirations. Uh, he's got about 30 of those around the country. And so we met on the cruise and we said, we've got to get Jimmy out to Australia. So, um, you know, this was on the cruise. We've got to get him out here and uh, – and we did it, and uh, we set up an organisation. And Jamie said, "Look, you got to call it Low Carb Down Under." So I said, "Okay, right, that's what it is, and that's what it 
remains today. Um, so uh, Jimmy came out and we, a bunch of other uh, people talked about that. One of those was Jamie Scott, that paleo guy. So he was one of the people I first connected with um, in this space. And people like Christine Crono um, from christinecrono.com.au. Uh, so they were some of the people who I first uh, first met in the space. Um, now, so that was 2012. And subsequently, we've probably put on, I'm thinking, about 30 events of one kind or another, um, often at places like St Kilda Town Hall. And our biggest one was uh, 600 people along to see uh, Professor Tim Noakes from South Africa. And I imagine you're familiar with him and his story. Yes, and I was at that event. <laughs> I wouldn't have missed oh, it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That was good, but we've had other great speakers and probably the ones who I think are fantastic. Uh, Dr. Steve Finney, who's the author of The Art and Science of Low-Carb Living. Uh, he's also written one on sports performance. He's a real guru in the field, and he's been working on this since the 80s. He's the sort of like the grandfather or the godfather of a lot of us connected with low carb so he's been out to australia three times now personal friend and it's always great to see him his uh his uh, collaborating author jeff volek they are they are a team um jeff um is an exercise uh science person at uh at ohio state university and pumping out fantastic research uh which is really just showing over and over that going low carb is a great way to go uh, from the point of view of health and weight and all your, all your health markers, essentially. So, so yeah, they're, uh, they're some of the great people. Um, if I could mention one other person who I think is a bit of a standout in that, this field too, that's Professor Grant Schofield from uh, Auckland. Uh, he's written a book called What the Fat?, with a dietitian called Karen Zinn, Dr. Karen Zinn, who's also from Auckland. So if people are wanting, you know, people listening to your podcast who may not know a lot that want to get up to speed a bit and find out how to do it, a very colourful book, lots of recipes, um, lots of practical tips on how to do that and a little smattering of science in a beautifully illustrated book, uh, What the Fat, by Professor Grant Schofield, would be high on the list. And just just as an aside, um, you can purchase this from the lowcarbdownunder.com.au website. We, we run a shop. So, yeah, that's uh, just a little bit of an introduction into the uh, what we've been doing um, there are more conferences as well. I've been involved in organising a conference in Colorado, which coincides with the ski season. And I've done that with a guy called Dr. Jeff Gerber, who's Denver's diet doctor. And I went skiing a few times, met Jeff over there and said, Jeff, why don't we run a conference over here? So early in 2016 at Vail in Colorado, um, we got together a lot of the great speakers, uh, including Jason Fong, 
who is fantastic. That's F-U-N-G. And if people haven't heard Jason, he's one of the really outstanding standout speakers on this. Uh, he's a kidney doctor from um, um, Toronto, and uh, he's wonderful. He's got a book called The Complete Guide to Fasting, which is uh, and also The Obesity Code. So uh, Jason, uh, Jason's coming to Australia next year, so we'd better make sure we line him up for an interview, Steph. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I will definitely make sure that happens. We have had definitely Professor Tim Noakes. I mean, both Grant Schofield and Karen Zinn have been on the show. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I love the resources that you're sharing with our audience because they're the ones that are particularly doing the research, which I think I'm sure you'll agree is so important. I mean, we haven't been lucky enough to have um, Jeff Volek or Steve Finney on the show, although that would be a, um, a big dream of mine to be able to interview them because they were my first introduction to LCHF when I read um, both of their handbooks on, you know, low-carb living and low-carb performance. Fantastic. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So what's been your experience with the science? I mean, what's really fascinating, I think, um, in the space is that to us, LCHG, uh, LCHF sorry, has sort of, I guess, become quite popular in the last four or five years. But obviously we have researchers like Volek and Finney that have been studying it since the 80s. So what's been your experience with the, the evolving nature of the science and how we're perhaps going full circle now in 2017? Well, we're certainly coming back towards fats mm. and we're going away from carbohydrates, particularly uh, refined carbohydrates. Um, so just a few things about dietary research in general. You could ask, look, how did we get it so wrong? Mm. You know, how for 40 years we've been telling people to go on low-fat diets. You know, we live in a pretty sophisticated world today, how could we get something as simple as what should we eat so wrong for so long? And I think it boils down to the fact that dietary research is actually very hard to do. Some research is very easy if you want to compare drug A to drug B. You know, you can get a good answer from that. But if you want to do dietary research, there are lots of problems. You have to know exactly what people eat not just what they tell you they eat. Um, and you have to follow them for a long time. And also, you have to pick the right diet to start with. And my sense is now that we finally, a lot of people are agreeing in broad terms what the right diet is, uh, we're, getting, we're getting good results when we do the science. But because we really started in a bad space and we all started from a situation where we thought fat was bad, um, well, we just got off on the wrong foot, really, and it's taking this long to turn the sort of the big ship around. But there are lots of signs that uh, uh, people who've, uh, you know, working in the nutrition space are fairly quickly getting on board and the academics are getting on board and the medical people are getting on board. They're not quite out there trumpeting it, but when you speak to them, they they get it. They're maybe not quite ready, you know, to come right out of the closet and <laughs> say that they're a, you know, they're an LCHF so yeah. devotee. And they're not going to say that either. <laughs> they're not going to say that. Um, but essentially, um, they're getting on board. So, look, I see very positive signs that this is moving along quickly. 
I'm not going to. I'm not saying it's going to be all over in two years. Mm. I doubt that. Um, there'll still be some, uh, you know, battles along the way. But I think we're. Uh, I think we're. I think we're going great. And the research that's coming out um, is uh, is fantastic. If there's a couple of things I could mention, uh, particular areas of interest, the diabetes one is. Uh, it is a huge looming problem for our health um, and our health systems. Um, and I think it's been shown in quite a number of studies that um, the, a low-carb diet is great for diabetes. It's great for people with type 2 diabetes. And in many cases, they can come off all their medication, uh, get much better control of their blood glucose, Lose weight, feel better, the whole thing. So, so diabetes is, uh, in, in a way, it should be a no-brainer because diabetes is a disease of carbohydrate intolerance. So, why for the last 30, 40 years have we been giving people a high carbohydrate diet when the one thing they can't handle is carbohydrate? It doesn't really make sense. It, it only really makes sense. Because over that 40 years, people have been so scared of fat that they think whatever it is, don't eat fat because that'll turn to fat in your arteries and block up, which it's now really looking like carbohydrate is the agent which does that, not fat. So, um, yeah, diabetes is, um, um, you know, it, it's really a no-brainer. And bit by bit, you know, doctors and patients are getting onto it. But, I mean, there's still an enormous percentage of the population with, say, type 2 diabetes who have heard nothing of this. And I guess one of our roles, um, you and uh, your your followers um, and you as a, you know, a nutritionist, you know, we're working away on those millions and millions of people who their health is deteriorating and uh, they need something to get them out of it. And essentially, good nutrition is the, is the way out of it for them. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think the diabetes space is particularly interesting because, you know, the the unfortunate reality of the archaic or at least the original diabetes advice is it's making the problem worse. So, you know, how would it feel? This is a rhetorical question, but imagine how it would feel, you know, 20 years later um, to find out that you've been eating the exact food that gave you the problem in the first place. Like for me, I'd find that a really challenging problem to, I guess, to come to accept. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, people, when they find out, they're going to be unhappy mm. with the care that they've been receiving in the past. When uh, nothing's worked for them, they get on to low-carb, high-fat and uh, – suddenly things start moving in the right direction. Um, yeah, feel better, weight drops, health problems diminish. So, yeah, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of un – there's going to be some unhappy campers out there as, or increasingly as they find out that what they've been told isn't, uh, you know, isn't as good as what they had hoped. They'd hoped they were getting good advice. Yeah. Um, can I say a couple of words about what I think um, a good – low-carb, higher-fat diet is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is going to vary from person to person. There are a few people who can manage some carbs. Um, you know, they don't put on weight. Um, you know, they're, 
um, th their blood numbers and lipids. Um, they don't get sick. And they, but I'm really thinking that's quite a small percentage of people. That might be 10% of people. Um, probably most children can handle, you know, more carbs than a lot of adults who have been eating a fair bit of sugar and refined carbs over a long period of time. So, you know, the, the older you get, the more important it is to get your nutrition right. Um, but I'd say a good place to start for those who, who are wanting to start a lower-carb diet is certainly under 50 grams of carb a day. Uh, and essentially, you know, for example, a slice of bread's sort of 12 or 15 grams of carb. So essentially, you've got to cut out your bread, your rice, your pasta, uh, your potatoes, and a lot of processed food, just about everything that's processed. It's got a lot of refined carbohydrate in it and a fair bit of sugar thrown in for good measure. So getting a good – so if you're going to cut your carbs – like that, um, you're going to have to eat more of something else. Um, and uh, healthy fats certainly fill you up. And there are essential fatty acids in fats that we need to be in optimum health and shape. So, yeah, this is a bit of a shock for people who have been warned off fat for the last 40 years. And it's a, it takes a little bit of getting over. But once you start, you feel better, you lose weight. Um, your energy level goes up. Uh, people don't, uh, you know, they uh, the benefits are clearly there and people are happy to stay with it. The other thing is just to say a little bit about protein. Um, the average Australian um, is having about 14% of their calories as protein. Um, I think a little bit more than that is good. So, you know, having some eggs and meat, uh, a little bit of dairy for those who tolerate dairy okay, um, I think is a real plus. So meat, eggs, fish, olive oil, coconut oil. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of dairy, butter and cream. It uh, doesn't quite suit everybody. And uh, the paleo people will say, well, you know, paleolithic man didn't have any of this. That's true. But I think most of us do do tolerate that to a fair extent. So, uh, yeah, getting your uh, getting your total carbs down, and some people are really exquisitely sensitive to carbs and probably need to be closer to twenty grams in order to um, uh, get the results. But if you can manage on fifty grams and and you get down to the weight you want to be and you're feeling good um, and you you know your blood numbers are good, then that's fine. So we've sort of got to tweak it as individuals to, uh, you know, to get to where we want to be. Yeah, look, I think that is the most important part. The individualization is really important. We have our endurance athletes that work well on over 50 grams a day, but still only at 15% of their daily intake. So, you know, it's important for us to consider the variations for degrees of exercise duration and intensity. Absolutely. Um, 
in the sporting arena, a lot of athletes, particularly the endurance athletes, are moving towards low-carb, high-fat nutrition. Um, in fact, the winner of the Tour de France this year, Christopher Froome, has been low-carb for a few years and uh, openly talks about it. And funnily enough, the guy who came second is also a low-carb guy. So, so this type of nutrition is taking off in the athletic community. Uh, which is great to see. And I think the footballers around Melbourne are doing it as well. Um, the word's got around that, uh, you know, this is a great way. I think what happens to sort of the average sports person, say the, the pretty good AFL players, uh, when they go low carb, they lose two or three kilos. That's two or three kilos of fat. They keep the amount of muscle they've got and uh, they, uh, they're quicker and uh, their performance improves. So, uh, I think a lot of the clubs have certainly got their players. They've certainly barred the players from having sugar, and uh, increasingly moving to a uh, to lower carb, higher fat nutrition. Yeah, yeah, which is fantastic to see because we know what the guidelines um, are like that are given to elite athletes historically. You know, they're the ones that have been exposed to the greatest amount of carbohydrates because, unfortunately. Even the Australian Institute of Sport still recommends carbohydrate loading and the consumption of things like white bread and lollies to obtain that carbohydrate intake. So, you know, I love that the elite athletes are leaving are leading the way because it can be quite confusing for someone to jump onto, you know, a government website like the AIS's and to have, you know, obviously a protocol delivered to them. Um, which doesn't make sense to a lot of people now that the real food movement is here to stay. Absolutely. I think the AIS are changing. I attended a lecture by uh, Dr. Louise Burke, who's been the carb queen of carb loading <laughs> for mm. 20 years or longer. And um, yeah, I attended uh, a, a meeting at uh, Amy Stadium uh, lecture there, which uh, wasn't the actual stadium, it was the lecture hall there. And uh, yeah, she is definitely moving in the direction of lower carbon i think the athletes the athletes are too so uh yeah it's uh it, it's it's great to see that you know on all sorts of fronts medical sporting um you know health weight uh this is a good way to go yeah absolutely i think it'll be an interesting time i mean louise burke is you know, she's written all the textbooks, particularly in the sports nutrition space. It's what definitely was available to me throughout my postgraduate studies. So I think, you know, she'll um, take her time to make up her mind, but it is good to see that at least they're being open to the new research now that it's being, you know, certainly done on athletes that have adapted to low carb rather than just when low carb is given to an athlete who's a sugar burner, um, which of course the results would prove to be negative in the short term. Absolutely. Yeah, good to exciting. It's an exciting uh, space to watch. Yeah, very much so. So tell us finally about what's coming up with any of the science um, that you've seen in the low carb space and what you've got planned for low carb done under this year. Um, right. Well, the science, you know, marches on. And uh, as I say, I'm organizing a conference in Breckenridge in Colorado um, in, uh, in about a month's time. If any of your uh, your listeners like to have a ski um, and uh, we've got 35 speakers uh, predominantly medical and sciencey but not totally um, coming we've got some wonderful speakers Jason Fung and Zoe Harcombe uh, just to mention 
a few and Ron Rosedale, yeah, a bunch of uh, people who are wonderful to listen to. So so that's on in Breckenridge and uh, that'll run for three days and uh, we'll have well over 200 people coming and 35 speakers. So it's a great place to go and hang out with uh, with uh, people who are uh, – uh, who are really great to listen to and talk with on these matters. Um, low carb down did a cruise last year out of Brisbane, the Whit Sundays. Uh, we probably won't do that this year, but it was great. We had over a hundred people. Uh, it's great to spend uh, a number of days living and eating, and mixing and talking and hearing lectures. So, um, but we'll probably do a two day weekend on the Gold Coast in September, and. Uh, We'll have a number of uh, uh, smaller events in Melbourne. We're, I like to use Epworth Hospital as a great place um, where I work and we can use their spaces. So we've had a number of uh, good workshops and uh, so we'll be doing things. There'll probably be something on in about May. So anybody who wants to be kept in the loop, uh, make sure you go to lowcarbdownunder.com.au and uh, put get your email address in there. And you'll be kept up to date with uh, with what plans we have. We sort of make it up as we go along. And if some amazing speaker shows up, like Tim Noakes, and Tim said he's going to come back uh, at some stage, um, we'll certainly be letting everybody know, and we'll uh, we'll schedule events around them coming. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I, I'll definitely direct everyone to the show notes. I know you've got um, an active Facebook page as well where it'd be great for our listeners to stay in touch with more events and seminars as well as all the science because you guys are very much on top of sharing what is released in terms of new science or at least um, the the media version of that and what we can do to find out more. So we thank you We thank you for the, what you do in the low-carb space, Rod, and um Please head to the show notes for to find out more. Yeah. Um, hey, Steph, can yeah. I mention one more thing? Um, the YouTube videos on Low Carb Down Under, uh, we've just passed through 2 million viewings of our YouTube videos, which is fantastic, uh, and that's a sort of an e- exponential rise. So lots of good information in there, uh, d- depending on your, your taste, whether you want the sciencey people or the medical people or, or uh, the blogging people, the Jimmy Moores or, uh, you know, people in all sorts of spaces. Um, we've, uh, we've, we've got them up on YouTube and it's totally free. Amazing. Yeah, so a high recommendation for that, as well as we've got a shop um, on the Low Carb Down Under website, uh, you know, books and uh, things to um, help you in your journey. Uh, we haven't talked about ketosis much, but that's another area one day uh, good to cover about becoming a fat burner and uh, measuring the ketones in your blood or your breath and or your urine. So, yeah, lots of things there. And it's a great journey for those who um who are who are still embarking on their journey there's um there's lots of paths there's lots of information there's lots of material to uh to help everybody uh get a good understanding and uh, to make it work for them yeah amazing thank you for sharing all of those resources they'll be very helpful no doubt um and we thank you for your time i'm sure we'll have you back on the show in the near future and we'll chat to you soon steph thank you very much Bye. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.